This I Work For Him podcast is brought to you in part by Rosedale Communications, offering author-centric literary consulting, writing, and editing services to help you capture your voice, craft your message, edit your content, and publish your completed manuscript for business or ministry online at craftingyourmessage.com. This is Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast. You can catch the show live weekdays from 3 o'clock until 4, locally in Tampa Bay on AM 570 and 910 WTBN and online at letstalkfaith.com and iheartradio.com. And swing by our website for all things I Work For Him at iworkforhim.com. That's iwork4him.com. And now, today's podcast broadcast. It's Valentine's Day, Martha, but it's also Ash Wednesday. And a lot of people think, well, that's kind of contradictory, but it's actually not contradictory. It's what's love got to do with Ash Wednesday. It has everything to do with Ash Wednesday. When you look at what Ash Wednesday really is, the beginning of uh, of the celebration of what Christ did for us on the cross, and it was all driven by love. Now, I don't think that's what Tina Turner was asking when she wrote that song, What's Love Got to Do With It? But I do think that as I read a Christianity Today article today about Ash Wednesday and Valentine's Day, that they are very, very much connected. And we're going to talk a lot about love today on the air. We are, and I'm really excited about that. But you're exactly right, because so many people say that, you know, the... Um, what Jesus did on the cross is the greatest love story ever. And so the Lenten season is that preparation and that sa- that um, recognizing the sacrifice that was made for the love that we've been given through Jesus Christ. The last 40 days that Christ walked on the, well, re- leading up to his resurrection. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're going to start off today with Ma- Dr. Mary Mann Simon. And she's got a brand new book that she's rolling out, and it's all about love. Dr. Mary Mann Simon, welcome back to I Work For Him. It's great to be with you and Martha. Oh, we're so excited to have you back. It's always nice. Now, last year when we had you on the show, you were still trying to figure out where you wanted to plant and enjoy your winters. Did you guys find a warm place to, to enjoy your winter's times? Well, we haven't been south yet, but, oh. but we're hoping to go to Fort Myers. <laughs> well, you should get south. The weather's gorgeous down here. It's unbelievable. But we don't have any snow on the ground, and there's no ice, so it's okay right now. (laughs) I don't know about Uh, tomorrow, but it's okay right now. There you Uh, go. There you go. Mary, how did you grow to to have a love for writing children's books? I think it became uh, a natural outgrowth because I love to read. But I certainly didn't plan to write a book, Jim. This was not in my plans. <laughs> this was so, evidently in God's plans, but it wasn't on my program. <laughs> yes, because you've written how many books now? Well, they're probably 50 or so in print. But the nice thing is that when I look at the number of 3 million, that's how many books are out there and have mm. sold. And that means that that many people... That many families with children are being impacted by the message of Jesus Christ because I write Christian books. Amen. And so many of those books are read year after year to different kids in the family and generations. So what an exciting legacy you've made. It's wonderful because with a children's book, I'm not just impacting one generation, but I know mm-hmm. that there are two generations at least involved. There's a mom or a grandparent or an aunt or uncle in addition to a child that that message is getting through to. So it's, it's pretty exciting work. I love what I do. 
That's fabulous. So tell our listeners about this newest book that is just releasing in time for Valentine's Day. It was perfect for Valentine's Day. You know, as an author, you always hope that it comes out when it's supposed to. (laughs) And and HarperCollins did a great job getting With Love From Me To You out in time for Valentine's Day. So it's a board book. It's ideal for preschoolers, toddlers, with just reminders of how many times during the day you can share love in informal, casual kinds of ways. Because you see, with a young child, love is, is a, a, it's an abstract kind of concept. It's not a concrete thing that they can say, like a telephone. This is a phone. I can see this. I can touch it. I can push the buttons. But with love, it's abstract. It floats in the air. And how does a child who's a concrete thinker, who needs that touch and and taste and smell, how does he really understand love? It's because of what we show and tell. Kids have show and tell, but so do we. And the most important thing we show and tell is love. And why do you think, I mean, as we train up our kids, it's to train them up to be old people and to be able to work in environments with other people that maybe aren't so loving. Why is it important that our kids understand early on what unconditional love is all about? You know, that unconditional love, the fact that there are no limits, there are, it's not demanding. It is self-giving. In this selfie generation, when so much is focused inward and onto us, This unconditional love that God offers us, it's not that God says, I will love you if, or I will love you, but I will love you. I Mm. love you. There are no conditions. There's there's no, no strings attached. It's the most wonderful, pure emotion that we can experience. I love that. Why don't you, you know, your latest book, With Love From Me To You, and again, what's great about children's books is it's just like cartoons. There's always a message for the adults as there is for the kids. Can you read it for us? You got time to read it for us today? Absolutely. I'd love okay. to, Jim. With Love From Me To You, a red heart sends a message that says, I so love you, but we can send those same words in what we say and do. When I see someone sitting who might be rather shy, I'll smile to help him feel good and wave a friendly hi. If there's a child who's crying or looking very sad, I'll stop to show some kindness and he won't feel so bad. And if someone is angry and unsure what to do, I'll go up close and whisper, remember, God loves you. For love is more than flowers, although they smell so sweet. And love is more than candy, although that is a treat. We feel God's love inside us when we show that we care by helping and forgiving and showing how to share. That's why we should be loving toward people far and near and show them love and kindness each day throughout the year. And when God gives me blessings that come from him above, I know that God is saying, I'm sending you my love. Mm. And that's a lesson that every adult needs to learn and every child needs to learn. Mary Man Simon, it must be so much fun. I mean, everybody looks at it and is like, well, that's so simple. 
But mm-hmm. how complex? You shove a whole sermon in a one-minute book. <laughs> well, and you know, that's what the message is, though, that we receive from God. It is a very simple, clear message. I love you. I sent my son to forgive you. I forgive you. No strings attached. That's what we're talking about with the start of, of Lent now, today with Ash Wednesday. I just left a funeral home with my husband, who's a pastor. And what a message for that family today who's grieving, that they know that their loved one had this unconditional love from God and that he already is in a better place with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Mary, how many grandchildren do you have now? We have five grandsons. And when you, do you test drive these books out with the grandsons? How old is your youngest one? I know they're getting older, but how old is your youngest grandson? Our youngest is two. So Elijah is just perfect for with love for me to you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. You sent us some copies to give away today of with love from me to you. This would be a great, it's going to be a little bit late for Valentine's Day, but we'll get them out to people. If you're interested in getting a copy of Mary Man Simon's latest book, call the new I Work For Him listener line, 866-713-9675, 866-713-9675, 866-713-WORK. Leave a message, and with all your information, your address and your email and your phone number, and we'll get the book sent out to you right away. Mary, I always love the fact that you let us know when you get a new book coming up because they're lessons that always apply to all of us, whether we're in a workplace that's an executive environment or whether we're in a workplace that's a preschool or anywhere in between, it's powerful. How does God give you those messages? You know, I just try to open myself up and follow his lead. Um, He opens the doors and I try to go through them. (laughs) God is a great leader if we follow him. Good step of obedience. That's right. Dr. Mary Mann Simon, thanks for coming on I Work For Him Day, telling us about your latest book, With Love From Me To You. We think you're awesome, Mary. We're so grateful that you're on air with us so often, and Mm -hmm. thank you for sharing your latest book with us. Thank you, Jim and Martha. Great to be with you. You want to get a copy of Mary Mann Simon's latest book, 866-713-9675. Whether you're listening to the podcast, the rebroadcast, just just call the number, leave us a message, and we'll let you know whether we still have a copy left. Today, really focused on love and really understanding the power behind the season. Now, very, I think I read it was like 1945, the last time Ash Wednesday and Valentine's Day actually shared the same date. The significance of all of it is that love comes from God. And everyone that knows God loves God and loves others. Because Jesus said the two greatest commandments were, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Well, speaking of some new neighbors, we've got some new sponsors of our podcast, and they're joining us today, Clara Rose and Christy Dale from Rosedale Communications. They're now sponsoring the podcast, so when you tune in to listen to the podcast, you'll hear a little ditty about Rosedale Communications. Clara Rose and Christy Dale, welcome to I Work For Him. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Hey, and, and you guys have this great website, craftingyourmessage.com, right? I've got that correct? Yes. Craftingyourmessage.com. All right, so, Clara, talk to, us, talk to us really quick about how did you come to be a Christ follower? Um, so I've been a Christ follower as long as I can remember, actually. I can remember as a, a fairly small child sitting in the pew, 
um, so small that my little legs stuck out straight and I would stare at my shoes, right, my little shoes and flap my Mm -hmm. little shoes and try so hard to listen to the pastor and understand what he was saying. But even back then, I can remember having said, you know, the... um, the salvation prayer, and so just, I've just been a believer my whole life. It's in every fiber of my being. (laughs) Christy Dale, what about you? How did you come to be a Christ follower? Well, interestingly enough, Claire and I have a very similar story. I also have been a Christ follower since I was a very small child. There's not been a time in my life when I haven't known God or His presence. And um, I really made a commitment, a strong commitment as a young adult to follow Christ in everything that I do. So you guys have come together to create this company called uh, Rosedale Communications. Uh, Well, Christy, why don't you tell me what it's all about? What are you guys doing? Well, essentially, we're writing books for um, people who want to write books for them, which is wonderful because we really believe that everybody has a very unique story and a unique message. And um, we're committed in, to helping people share that message and that story in their voice. But Clara, where did the love of helping people write and publish, where did that come from? Where, where did you get it, Clara? Well, I've been writing for so many years, so the love of writing is like deeply ingrained. I wrote my first book when I was 11. I'm yeah. sure that it was terrible, but I... Um, you don't still have a copy? I, I, I don't, sadly, I don't. But then when I was 13, I actually had an opportunity to do a, a ghost writing for a friend of the family who was um, on maternity leave. And so I wrote, um, it's just a little, a little ghost-written um, piece. It was a boy who had a dragon, and anyway. So Aww. that my love of, of writing is, is long-term, but helping people to share their message or craft their message um, I've been doing that professionally since about 94. Yep. And, and that's where, obviously, you went to the domain, craftingyourmessage.com for your website. Yes, yes. I think that explains Absolutely. it really well. I, I, The imagery that that gives is really good for the pe- person who knows they have a message. So good job there, ladies. <laughs> Christy, where did, where did your love come from? And were you writing books at 11, too? Well, I wrote some really dark poetry in my teenage years, (laughs) 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 but um, I kind of tell a little joke, and I say I've I've written hundreds of books. Um, They're all entitled Christie's Diaries, and no one's allowed to read them, but Mm. um, in all seriousness, I actually, the Lord just kind of unexpectedly opened a door for me a couple of years ago. I was working um, as a professional life coach, and I was in a networking meeting, and on, based on a set of instructions I wrote for how to tie a shoe, a publisher at the meeting offered me a job writing. And I've always loved to write, and um, I kind of kind of made a deal I couldn't refuse, so I took them up on it. And from that point forward, I've been professionally writing, and, um, and it was a ghostwriting situation at first also, so it was so much fun writing for someone else and about someone else. Honestly, I find that easier than writing for and about myself. Um, that I just wanted to keep doing it. So tell our listeners how you guys do that. How do you figure out how to capture the voice of the person who has a story that they want to tell? Well, the most important thing that we can do as writers is listen to Mm -hmm. our authors and really hear the heart of the message that they have to share, to really pay attention to their values, make sure that we're giving voice to their values. And not only that, but, like, 
everyone's created uniquely. So everyone has a unique story. Everyone has a unique message. And everybody has a certain way that they say things. I like to call it your personal prose. So we really listen for our author's personal prose. We really want, if, if you handed, if we wrote a book for you and you handed it to your friends and family and they read it, we would want them to be able to say to you that they just felt like they sat down and enjoyed a warm conversation across the table from you. Mm. And we're talking today with Clara Rose and Christy Dale from Rosedale Communications. You see the way that name came together. I really like that Rosedale. Yeah, Clara yeah, Rose, Christy Dale. You could check them out online at craftingyourmessage.com. Craftingyourmessage.com. All right. So we've talked, you, you talk about how you listen. You spend so much time listening to people so that you're, you feel like people are sitting down and having a conversation with your authors. But it, it's so much more than writing because, you know, I can write and then Martha has to edit and then edit, and rewrite and edit. I mean, talk, talk to me about what, what does that look like? How do you help people edit and then eventually get their, their content published? Okay, so um, if we're, we kind of work in two different ways. So one of the ways, if we're going to do the, be the primary writer um, and it's a true co-writing collaborative process, um, that we, but we end up doing the writing. Uh, the editing happens because the, the author gets to weigh in. So say you, we're writing mm-hmm. for you, we may, we'll do an interview process or collect data from you. We'll write the chapter and then the author will say, um, you know, yes, this is what I meant or no, that's not what I meant or hey, let's say it like this. Um, so the editing process happens collaboratively. But if someone is hey, I'm a writer, I can pull this off, I just need some help with the editing, then they'll actually write the chapters and send them to us, and then we do a double edit process. So I will take on, you know, an edit and go through and just make things cohesive, make sure the storyline is fluid, um, all the grammar is correct, those kinds of things, and then pass off to Christy. And Christy will go through and do a once-over on it, and then we'll send it back to the author and say, you know, how does this look? How do you feel about this? Is is your message coming across mm. in this? So it's a super collaborative process from start to finish. So as you're going through that collaborative process, um, Christy, why don't you um, let our listeners know, how does your faith impact how you help your clients and what you do for them? That's a great question. I think that the part of faith that impacts um, how we help our clients is the fact that we really do believe in the power of each individual story. You know, God's Word tells us that He knit us together, right, in our mother's mm-hmm. wombs, that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And so Claire and I both approach this knowing that every single author that we sit down with, that they are different, their voice is different, their story is different, what they have to say is different. And when we have the opportunity to work with other believers, there's even another layer that's added to it, which is wonderful, because also that person's hearing from God. God is telling them what He wants them to share with the world. And, you know, they want to inspire change, and they have a purpose that they believe came from God. So that the faith is just is wound up and, you know what I'm saying, just wove right through there in a way that, you know, we just, we can't deny. So 
We're talking today with Clara Rose and Christy Dale from Rosedale Communications. Find them online at craftingyourmessage.com. Craftingyourmessage.com. They're our brand new podcast sponsor. Started earlier this, well, started at the beginning of the month. And we're so grateful to have you guys on board supporting I Work for Him. And we love the fact that your faith is leading you as you help people write their stories to craft their message. What about this brainstorming blueprint book building workshop? Is that something you guys do all the time, or is that just a really cool name? I mean, what is that all about? <laughs> so it, it, it is a, um, a proven proprietary process that we've created, and it, it does exactly what it says. It's brainstorming and blueprinting your book. So we meet with people, and we do them regularly. We can do them as a workshop. We can do them one-on-one. And we're super excited that we're about to launch a digital version so people from anywhere in the country can can hop onto the course and do the process as well. But here's how it works. First, we um, work with an author to brainstorm the concept of their book. Or maybe they've already started the book and they have written themselves into a corner or they're, you know, I'm stuck. You know, whatever it is, or, mm-hmm. hey, it's been stuck in my head for eight years. I don't know where to start. So we brainstorm and get all of that information out of their brain and onto paper. And then we literally blueprint it into an outline. So mm. when you're done with the brainstorm and blueprint process, you have a chapter-by-chapter chapter outline with titles and subtitles, and you know what each chapter needs to be about. Mm, great. And now the writing can begin. So. We create a roadmap, if you will, to successfully getting your book put together. And then, I, I love life, that. you can publish with us. That's fantastic. Make sure you check these guys out online. Clara Rose and Christy Dale from Rosedale Communications at craftingyourmessage.com. That's craftingyourmessage.com. Clara Rose, Christy Dale, thanks for being part of I Work For Him. You're welcome. Celebrate love in so many ways. We start off with Mary Man, Simon the Maid, Clara Rose, and Christy Dale from Rosedale Communication. They love to produce your books. Mary Man, Simon wrote a book for kids about love. Now you are going to hear from two people who have written an amazing devotional based on the original series produced by the Hallmark Channel called When Calls the Heart. And it is one of Martha's and my... We, we watch it on Facebook, on Facebook, no, on Netflix. We love this series. Welcome to I Work For Him, Brian Bird, executive producer, and Michelle Cox. Welcome back to I Work For Him. Oh, glad to be with you. Thank you so much. Happy to, happy to join you. Hey, you got a couple of fans here. We, we absolutely love the series, and sure. I, I love the way you guys have put together a devotion for this because it is, you know, when you're out there searching on Netflix for a good quality, family-friendly series that has some intrigue, a little bit of love, uh, and just a, a good storyline, it's super, super hard to find. It's a short list. And we don't, and we don't have cable <laughs> at home, so I know you've produced this for the Hallmark Channel, so we have to wait right. for the really good stuff come off of Hallmark and get on Netflix, but we are so thankful that you have that out there. We love this series. Please keep producing stuff like this. And, yes, we're going to ask some very serious questions. I already told you, when calls the heart, we want to know some of the secrets because we need to know, is Jack <laughs> ever go. coming back? We want to know. Okay. Well, seriously, let, let's just start off with this. Michelle Cox, ladies first, how did you come to be a follower of Jesus? Well, my mom went to a meeting for volunteers for people um, to help with the Billy Graham crusade many years ago. I was six years old, and I went with her, and... Um, at the end of the service, when people started getting up and leaving their seats to go to the front, I asked her why they were doing that. And she explained, and I said, well, I want to ask Jesus into my heart. And I asked him in that day, and he's been my dearest friend ever since then. 
Hmm, that is so great. And Brian, what about you? How did you come to be a follower of Jesus? Well, yeah, so I uh, I come from a long sort of family history of uh, a pastor's kids. Okay. <laughs> and uh, Sorry so to hear that. Uh, yeah, yeah. My, my grandfather was a pastor. My dad was a pastor for a time. And so I was a I was a pastor's kid, not too long, but for a little while when I was uh, when I was just uh, well, right around uh, when Michelle found mm-hmm. found Jesus. I I, I I I was the same age, six six years old. I was in Whirly Birds at church, and uh, and we we learned all about uh, the message of the cross and the sacrifice of Jesus for all mankind. And so I put my hand up too, and I wanted to follow uh, Jesus at that point and uh, made my my p- parents and my grandparents uh, very happy that mm-hmm. that uh, I'd made that choice myself right now, you must have really freaked him out though when you said when you took that faith and said listen I'm going to Hollywood <laughs> <laughs> well you know it, it's the interesting thing was is that from very early on I I knew that I was supposed to be a writer uh, and it was the only thing that uh, actually it was the only thing I could ever do that I was any good at, and and it was the only thing that came easier than other stuff. Uh, and uh, so you know what they were? My parents were very supportive of that, and I went to journalism school, and I was first a journalist, a newspaper reporter, and then sort of morphed my way into writing for film and TV about thirty years ago. And um, you know, I just keep showing up and trying to trying to do my best work for God and let the, all the other chips were, fall where they may and, and uh, let him figure out the rest. And uh, you know what? He, uh, it's been, he's opened a lot of really exciting doors, and I'm deeply blessed and humbled by it. He really has, and he's allowing you to leave a legacy through so many of the things that your hands have been able to touch. So how did you get connected with Jeanette Oak in order to be able to um, work on producing the series, When Calls Yeah. Out? Well, my, my partner on the show is Michael Landon Jr., and um, Michael mm. had done uh, a, uh, a number of films based on Jeanette's Love Comes Softly uh, series yes. of books. Uh-huh. And so when he and I got together and formed a company uh, back in, you know, 2003, I think, uh, we, you know, we said, well, what, what's next? You know, you've done the Love Comes Softly uh, books into movies. And so we, we uh, said, let's go back to the Jeanette uh, Oak uh, legacy and, and do mm-hmm. more of that. And so we were able to get the rights to the uh, Canadian West series, which, of which One Calls the Heart is the first book. And, uh, that's what led us to way back in 2008 to start working on uh, on When Calls the Heart, the movie, and then uh, and then that turned into the series and the devotional When God Calls Heart. We love that. Hey, we're talking today with Brian Bird and Michelle Cox, who've taken When Go- When Calls the Heart, the the Hallmark Channel original TV series, and added a devotional spot because it's really important. If you're not familiar with this series, One Calls the Heart, it is a series, a television series with a biblical worldview, with a true, I mean, it, it is, 
it is done in excellence. It mm-hmm. is this every show is great, and what they've done is taken this and taken each many of the different episodes and tied in one of the lessons that God is teaching one of the characters within the series. I I, I love it. It's so fantastic. You know, Brian, just a, a spoiler alert: Is Jack ever going to? We've only watched through series four because that's or <laughs> for the fourth season right. because that's all it's released on Netflix. Is Jack right, ever right, going right. to? Is Jack going to come back from the oh, yeah. from the Northern oh, Territories? Okay. <laughs> oh yes, oh yes. Uh, okay. So, uh, so five point seven million people watched him come back on Christmas night because we had our oh. season season five Christmas special uh, launch, and uh, people, if they don't have Hallmark Channel, can actually pick that up before it hits Netflix on you know all the various uh, Amazon and iTunes, and you can actually see it early if you want to. But uh, yeah, he came back on Christmas uh, night. Uh, for as part of our Christmas movie, and um, uh, so lots of lots of exciting things happening in season five, actually beginning this Sunday night. Well, and this Sunday night. Oh, this Sunday night. Now, will yes. it? Will there be a season six? Uh, we <laughs> are very hopeful. Uh, if 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 the Hardys keep showing up, uh, the Hardys. By the way, if you don't know about the Hardys, they are an organic grassroots fan group that numbers probably half a million now mm. uh and they are trekkies on steroids uh, <laughs> they they are they are so loyal and so passionate about when calls the heart that they make a lot of noise from sea to signing shining sea and uh they have also been hugely supportive of uh this this new devotional from Michelle and, and myself. So it's, oh, been, I can it's imagine. been a really exciting exciting thing. Yeah. So Michelle so, yeah, talked season to season six. Season six. We're hopeful. We're we're hopeful. If and you so are we. Right, well, the you know, I Work Ram Nation is screaming for it right here. We right right <laughs> yeah, here as we lead the I Work Ram Nation. So Michelle okay. Cox, talk to us about how you got connected to Brian Bird in order to do a devotional that ties together so intricately this Hallmark original TV series, When Calls a Heart, to do a devotional, When God Calls a Heart. Where'd that come from? Well, the two of us met probably seven or eight years ago at a film conference. We've been on faculty together through the years. And uh, actually, last May, we were on faculty together at the Blue Ridge Mountain Christian Writers Conference. Mm. And every year during the conference, we take one night when the faculty goes into town so we can hang out together, and we went for pizza. And it just so happened that I ended up sitting next to Brian, or so we thought. But we we ended up talking, and uh, we, of course, gravitated towards the show, and I had a message to deliver to him from my seven-year-old granddaughter who said to tell him that she loves it when Jack and Elizabeth kiss and ask him to have them do that more often. (laughs) (laughs) And so, you know, we, we kept talking, and Brian mentioned that he had always wanted to do a devotional book based on the series, but that he knew there was no way to get it done in time to release in time for this new season that starts Sunday night. And I said, well, you know, I've done a lot of devotional books. I might know one publisher who could get it done that quickly. Mm Mm-hmm. And Brian had done some video blogs about the show, and so you know, we had some good basis there. So we kept talking that evening, and by the end of the evening, it just made such great sense for the two of us to work together on it. I emailed my publisher at Broad Street Publishing and said, hey, would you be interested in this? And two minutes later, I had a reply, yes, we want to do this book. And that was May 23rd, and the book released nine months later on February 1st. 
Oh, wow. So it was a really quick process from start to finish. So I just, I love the fact that you did a shout out to Broad Street, because I have to tell you, we have been reviewing and talking to authors, tons that have published through Broad Street really in the last couple of quality years. Ones. And they just really resonate with what we talk about on I Work For Him, and they're doing a great job. So I'm so thrilled that yeah. you guys were able to make it happen in that time frame. So Michelle, as a Facebook friend, I saw that you were on the set this summer, and I knew the set, uh, the for, set when calls, for when calls the heart, heart. of course. Mosquitoes and, and all, I imagine. I can only imagine what it was really like. <laughs> but I just wondered, you know, a lot of the actors and actresses that are a part of that show um, profess to be Christ followers. Can you, do you sense that? Do you feel it? Do you see that when you're on the set with them? Or what kind of, I don't know what all interaction you had, but what was your experience? Well, you know, a lot of times in Hollywood, it's a cutthroat world. And there's so much competition and everything like that. It's the, the set of, when calls the heart, it's like it's a family, mm. and uh, there's a lot of really close friendships on there. And it was fun for me because, for most of the cast, this was the first time they had heard about the book, and they they were so thrilled because they love Brian Burke so much, and they've worked with him, and so it was just really nice to see their response. And I talked with Paul Green, who talked about his mom and her faith, and. And, you know, he had to get the devotional book for her. And so it was mm-hmm. just lovely seeing that. And then seeing what Brian and Michael Landon Jr. And, and the rest of the team have put together this wonderful show with such amazing values that we can sit down and watch the show with our children and grandchildren and not have to worry about any of the content in it. And that's mm-hmm. really unusual this day and age. It's it a miracle. It's we so love. refreshing. That's right. We're talking today with Brian Bird and Michelle Cox, who have written a devotional based on the the uh, Hallmark Channel series, TV series, When When Calls the Heart. They've got a devotional called When God Calls the Heart. We want to give away a couple of copies. Call the listener line, 866-713-9675, 866-713-9675. Get a copy. Make sure you leave a message on the line. We'll get to you after the show. When God Calls the Heart, based on this TV series, When Calls the Heart. If you haven't watched this with your spouse, men and ladies out there listening, this is a great family-friendly series placed about 100 years ago in the Canadian Northwest. We love this series. We've got Brian Bird and Michelle Cox who have taken that series, which is really promoting a biblical worldview, and have written a devotional. When God Calls a Heart. Brian and Michelle, we're so thankful that you're sharing this story. So how did you guys come up with the idea of the devotional? Like, what, what did you say? I mean, because you could go anywhere with the idea of a devotional. How did you come up with the idea that you went forward with? Format. Well, um, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, start, Michelle. I, um, when, uh, dur- during the last, you know, four seasons of the show, I, I had heard from countless Hardys <laughs> who talk about, watching the show five, six, seven, eight times, you know, and just just absorbing it so much and wishing that they could go deeper with their own children on the conversations and that and those biblical worldview, you know, elements that we 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 weave into the storytelling. And so I, I began hearing that more more and more and uh I had been doing this blog as Michelle mentioned for the Hallmark Channel dot com, which I tried to go a little deeper, 
with that blog on every episode, but it seemed like we needed something that you could hold on to, right? Mm-hmm. Something that you could sit with your kids or, uh, on your sofa and watch an episode of the show and then have a devotional component for at the end of that episode. And so we said, what if we take the first 40 episodes that we've done? I think we have 58 of them now in the can, but the first 40 episodes of the first sort of four seasons of the show – what if we did a, uh, a short devotional that took the conversation, sort of used the episode as a jumping-off point, and then take the conversation a little deeper and, and provide a richer experience, a richer, deeper experience, so that parents and their, their families could actually have a, a conversation around not only the show, but around the, you know, the, the content, the devotional. So... Isn't it risky, though, Brian, to tie a devotional that actually talks about God and Jesus to a TV show? I mean, a lot of a lot of TV shows have gotten thrown off the air because they're they're too much about Jesus, or or, or they they find out that there's a real, I mean, too much about Christianity. I mean, was that a little risky to do this devotional? Well, you know what? Maybe so, but uh, but the Hallmark Channel loves that we did this devotional. They actually mm. had Michelle and I on their daytime TV show last week talking about it. Uh, and they they love it, and so you know what I, my whole attitude about this is that the 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 nation the culture is starved to death mm-hmm. for family and faith content, and mm-hmm. we don't hammer anybody over the head with evangelism, but what we do do is we 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 find the God moments in the, we find God moments in the show and for the show, and then we expand upon those God moments uh, right out of scripture. In, in the devotional. And, um, you know, when an, when an audience is seeing nothing but zombies and vampires and dead bodies and crystal meth dealers everywhere else on television, mm. they are t- terribly underserved. You yourself even said, we don't carry cable in our house because there's, you know, there's nothing to watch. And right. uh, many, many people have cut off, cut off their access to most of the programming across the nation because there isn't anything that they can watch as a family. And what Hallmark is doing and what we're trying to do is to provide an alternative to those, to those starving uh, masses of people. You know, if you're starved for food and somebody provides you food, you become very loyal to, the, <laughs> to yeah. that food source. And yes. so that's what we've found in not only the, the show, but now in the devotional as well. So let me clarify one thing as far as the devotional, and then Michelle, I want you to talk about how the devotional is set up for people that what they would expect. So, but what you're saying is like, if I am reading devotional number six, that would be the sixth episode that was produced? Well, yes. I mean, you, 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 uh, if you're watching the show, you'll get pretty clearly that in the devotional, we have summarized each of those episodes. Yes. So it's, while the title of the, the, the devotional chapter may not be connected to that particular show, the mm-hmm. story certainly is. And so people fairly quickly can, can, can link the two without yes. too much trouble. Well, I know I read one of them um, yesterday because our copies just came in the mail. We were so excited, and we're going to be giving them away today. In fact, somebody can call our caller line right now at 866-713-WORK. 
W-O-R-K on their phone. So I love the fact, like when I was reading it, I, I was reading number six and I was like, oh, I forgot that happened, you know, and it kind of <laughs> did a little jog of my memory and I was like, oh, it takes me back to, you know, the beginning and, and I love that. So right. Michelle, tell the listeners what they will find when they open this devotional. How, walk them through that. Well, we ask God to point out the God moments found in Hope Valley. And, I, you know, I have one of the best jobs in America. I get to sit in my pajamas and watch Wind Calls the Heart. <laughs> That's <laughs> and, fabulous. Yeah. But, and so we, we look for the God moments in the different episodes. And then, you know, the spiritual analogies would come there. And so there's a, a devotion that's got some of the story content from the show and then a a spiritual aspect to it. There's a verse of scripture, a prayer, uh, a quote from some of the citizens in Hope Valley, and then we close with a what's on your heart today with questions that can take people a little bit deeper as they do their own personal reflections. Mm-hmm. I, I just love the way you get real life. I mean, it, When Calls the Heart is, is a show about real life. Well, okay mostly real life we know it's a tv show but it's really about what the western frontier looked like 100 years ago yet there's you you guys do tie in you weave in a biblical worldview even the mayor in the last episode of of season four repents he actually has a repentant moment nobody ever thought Mayor Henry Gowan would have one of those. I mean, we wanted you to we wanted you to have him die in that car wreck. You know, well, not really, but three. you know, you uh, don't really like the man, you know, for sure. They she's written it that way, but Okay. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, watch it from a guy's That was point your of flesh, Jim. Brian Wood, yes it was. It's my flesh speaking and, you know, it's a TV yeah. show. Okay. So, what Brian, when you look at what you would love for this devotional to do for people who are following when calls the heart as you yeah. because this is going to go out to people that maybe aren't Jesus followers what's your hope with this devotional I I've always been a, as a Christian working in the media and entertainment and the arts I've always had as my number one goal to to stir up cravings soul cravings because what I what I would love to see happen is what we're Michelle and I have begun seeing with the devotional is that People are sharing it with one another, and they're having conversations with one another about the content. Yeah. The best way, look, the, we know as people of faith that, that Jesus and the gospel is the cure for everything in the universe. I mean, it's the ultimate <laughs> cure for everything, right? It's the most important message in, in the whole cosmos. Well, that important message needs to be shared by flesh and blood with each, with people with each other that's the best way to hand it off to take that precious cargo and smuggle it into someone else's life is to have people doing it for each other i've always believed that media is great at stirring up questions and stirring up conversations for people i'm not sure that it's ultimately the best form of say evangelism because Sometimes people can look at film or TV or, or novels or, or devotionals and look at it and say, well, isn't that kind of propaganda? No, not if it stirs up cravings in one person and that person has a conversation at the water cooler with a friend of theirs who can say, hey, come with me to church. Let me, let me introduce you to these concepts. Let me tell you about my story and my life. 
And the, the, it's the best optimal way of conveying the most important message in the, in the, in the cosmos. And so for a TV show to just stir up questions is everything. My yes. pastor for 20 years was Rick Warren at Saddleback, and he told me, he said, if all you do, Brian, in your film and your TV work is ask great questions and drive people to the door of my church, I'll, I'll take it the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And so mm-hmm. he said, it's a huge thing in our culture to stir up hearts uh, uh, for this content. And Michelle and I would love for, ultimately, to, ha- to see pictures like we're already starting to see of a chemotherapy group, right? A-, a-, a bunch of folks that are going through chemotherapy together, all with their own copy of this devotional, going through it together, getting mm. through that life struggle together. We would love to see that in in across the, the world, right? It, yes. would, it would be fantastic. Brian Bird. Michelle Cox, thank you so much for sharing When God Calls the Heart based on the TV series When Calls the Heart. Thanks for being on I Work for Him. Thanks for writing this great devotional. I'm expecting a When God Calls the Heart version 2 for the rest of the episodes, but thanks for being on I Work for Him, guys. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Make sure you make sure you call the studio the studio listener line 866-713-9675 if you want a copy. Just remember each and every day to end your day by saying I, I work, work for him. him.